From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about what happens when rejection becomes a source of pain between you and your spouse. And listen to this quote that's been attributed to Anonymous. It says, often when you are rejected, you think that you are not good enough. The truth is that they weren't ready for all you have to offer. It's really a mindset shift mm-hmm. when rejection happens in a relationship. And we're going to be digging into that deeply today. But first, we start each show with a hug. And a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone in the one family whose marriage is experiencing transformation, who's yeah. had some sort of breakthrough. And this week's hug is sponsored by Bolster Sleep Company. And this company is changing marriages one bed at a time. I'm going to share more about them a little bit later in the show. The hug itself, though, comes from an email that we received from a 30-day sex challenge participant. And so for those of you who don't know, we opened up a challenge, a 30-day sex challenge. We're in it right now in the month of October. We're having a blast with every single couple that's in there doing it with us. And yes, we're going to be doing it again in 2020. Absolutely. And this couple said, we have been listening to your podcast for eight months now. It's refreshing to hear Christians talk open and honestly about sex. Thank you for your honesty and willingness to speak on these topics. My husband and I completed a 60-day sex challenge in March and April. Wow. Okay. Wow. Challenging and fruitful. Love it. It has been the best thing for our 13-year marriage so far. It is impossible to have sex with someone every day after day with unresolved issues. Mm. It made us be intimate in so many ways beyond sex. Yes. That is such a key thing there. Yes. So many people think the sex challenges are about sex only. Yeah. But again, it becomes about so much more. She goes on to say, we're so excited to be in the challenge this time. That is awesome. I love it. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting that that, you know, to pair that hug with this show, because as we're talking about rejection, you know, one of one of the ways that it shows up is obviously in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Oh, a- sure. And as we were preparing for the show, you know, again... So many things, they, they come up, whether it's questions that we got at the one conference when we were there at Journey Church in Kenosha, whether it's coaching conversations that happen that make us realize, oh my gosh, you know what? It's been a while mm-hmm. since we've had a conversation around rejection and the impact that rejection has on a marriage. And it's actually, it's really one of those sticky topics. Mm-hmm. To t- and I would say even inside and outside the bedroom. Rejection impacts us in both of those places. And I know we tend to talk about the sexual rejection, but really we want to dig even a little bit deeper. And where does it happen outside of our bedroom Mm -hmm. that also impacts us? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it is a sticky topic because it, it feels uncomfortable, right? Nobody wants to talk about, about being the one to reject their spouse Mm -hmm. or being on the other side and being rejected. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we asked you guys last week, about 35, 36, 37% of you said that you've repeatedly rejected your spouse. And on the flip side, about 77% of you feel like you've been rejected by your spouse. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and partly it's because it's hard for us to own our own behaviors. True. And that's going to come up a little bit later in the show. We're going to share something that we were discussing with you guys. But that 77% of you that feel, like you've been rejected by your spouse, that's significant. Mm -hmm. That means that if you guys get together with another couple, 
three of you are sitting there at the table and you felt like you've been rejected by your spouse. Just, just get a visual on that for a second. And, and rejection in marriage, it, like Tony said, it's not just in the bedroom. And it's not just big things either, right? It's so easy to think like that's just the, the no, like the Heisman gesture, right? Like we're not doing this. But a lot of times it comes, it comes in these little, almost like these little bricks, Mm. right? Like if you can think of like every act of rejection as a brick and they just keep getting stacked one on top of each other. And over time it can, it can become like this giant wall separating you and your spouse. You know, maybe it starts, yeah, that's good. maybe it starts with a quick, you know what? Just not tonight. I'm not feeling it. Or I don't want to go there. Right. I don't want to go to that restaurant for dinner, but, but you say it with an attitude. Mm. Or you just, you're having a day and you, you jump into the silent treatment, but you don't explain why you're in that place. And it may have absolutely nothing to do with your spouse, but because you're carrying this emotion and you're not letting them in, they feel rejected by you. It's almost like it's, it's palatable. You can, you almost can cut that with a knife. And, and I almost, I always see this rejection piece after it happens really the walking around your house on eggshells Mm -hmm. you're just stepping so carefully and i remember a time when when we would be that way and you just don't know where to go it's almost like it's almost like the shadow the separate entity that's in your it's in your marriage Mm -hmm. it's between the two of you you know it, it could be as a result of anger right and all of a sudden there's just this uprising of emotion and your spouse doesn't know what to do with it and so so there's this shadow this wall or or just those quick no's with no explanation just like no i don't no mm-hmm. or maybe it's such a long drawn out explanation that they're like okay just just say no already if you don't want to do it don't don't belabor the point and, and make me feel bad about even asking you or it's it's the excuses and and it doesn't matter how you slice it or what it looks like in a marriage rejection hurts mm-hmm it does. It, to the point where scientists and research have shown that it has the same impact on your body as being physically hit. The emotional aspect, the emotional weight of rejection is the same as like slapping somebody or punching someone. And I know, like I know personally, I would never think of hitting Tony. Mm. It just, it wouldn't even cross my mind. And yet when I, when I look at that research, I'm thinking, oh, I yeah, you may not feel the the physical pain of, you know, being hit on the arm, say, and yet the internal pain that comes from it, that that lasting pain that's just like, ouch, it's yeah. there. It's it's the sting that doesn't go away. It's mm-hmm. the it's the thoughts, the negative thoughts that you have about your spouse or your marriage that go on repeat because the pain is sitting there just under the surface. Mm-hmm. And you know, in all honesty, there have been many instances where I've rejected Tony, you know, as we were preparing for the show, we're talking about it. And I think I can go back and it's especially fresh, I think, because we are doing the 30 day sex challenge. And in the years prior to us even doing the 60 day sex challenge, all those years ago, for me, sex was not even, I'd go so far as to say it wasn't really on the radar screen, but I didn't understand the importance that sexual intimacy had in, in a marriage, mm-hmm. especially in ours. And, and to, you know, for me, Tony would offer sex or initiate or, or say, Hey, let's do this. And I'd be like, no, I, I'd come up with excuses. I mean, there was a time early on when we started one that I'm like, I should write a book called queen of rejection. Well, and I always loved it 
when you when we begin to speak about rejection early on, when we started overcoming and looking at how we're going to be overcomers and really have breakthrough in our marriage, you always likened it to going through the McDonald's line mm-hmm. and you know do you want to do you want to upsize that and it, for you it was a yes or no it, it was like no no I'm I'm okay with what I have and and you saw my initiating as a way of just not as a way but y- you would see it more as a yeah okay or no n- no big deal it, yeah it was very matter of fact I didn't understand at that point in time in my marriage the weight that my words, and my actions actually played in our connection. And I and I want to say real quick here, a, a big happy anniversary to my beautiful wife, Elisa. This past Saturday, we celebrated anniversary number 23 and truly blessed to do life with her. And when we, when we talk about a topic such as rejection and after 23 years of marriage, we've seen it. And... It still happens at times in our marriage today, and yet I am so excited that we get to do life together. Aw, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Did not know that was coming, you guys. That was just kind of thrown in there. Um, but going back to how I was treating Tony, you know, I, w- I would just justify my actions, right? I-, I would say things, and maybe you've said this, well, that's just the way I am. Right, like, mm-hmm. like, take it oh, or leave I, it. Oh, you would tell me that all the time. It's, this is just, this is just who I am, Tony. Like, like, I don't desire sex as much as you do. And, you know, take it or leave it. That's just, that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. And I justified my actions. I was like, well, this is about me, right? But, but, but I'm not a single person, right? Twenty three years ago, I chose to be one with Tony, and I did not understand for years that that meant that I actually had to think about what was best for the marriage before I thought about what was best for me. And because rejection comes in so many forms, it's not just what we've done in the bedroom, but what also happens outside of the bedroom. Yeah. And so for me, I've, I've rejected Elisa in many ways. The most common though for me is she'll bring up something, be it household, kids, business, community service, volunteer, whatever it may be. And for, for me, the way I reject the, the rejection is I'm short and I'm quick to dismiss Elisa's insights. And it's just like, an, it is a quick no at times, but sometimes it's, she, she's sharing something with me and I'm like, no, that's not going to work without ever really listening like we, we, we say this often and, 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 and we have to, and I have to remember that when she's sharing something with me, it's like, listen to understand her and not to respond. Because when I get into this place where it's just a response mode, it's rejection. When I sit there and I listen to understand and she, she's able to tell me what's going on then we're able to have that conversation without that friction of rejection coming upon us. And just a quick little insight into Tony and Elisa, and you may actually see this play out in your marriage. As we were preparing for the show, I asked Tony, I'm like, well, I came up with where I've rejected you. Mm -hmm. Share, I'm like, share with me. So I know before we go on air, share with me where you've rejected me. And he's like, huh? Well, you would know. And I said, no, wait a minute. Like you got to own this. Where have you? And he actually. And she put me on the spot. She she really did. And and I appreciate her doing that. 
because the rejection that I give is about me. It's not about Elisa having to tell me how I reject her. I have to own that up. And having gone through this myself, in the past, there wasn't much rejection. There, there really wasn't. I remember early on in our years, it's more in the present where I have seen this come up and I have to address it myself. And I'm not saying it happened yesterday or even the last week or two. And yet that is how I do. And, and I will, I will actually even do that with my kids. When, when the kids begin to just start yammering and going after it, I'm short with them and I, and I dismiss them. And I have seen that rejection hit them hard as well. Mm-hmm. I can see it in their face. I can see it in Elisa's face. I can see the disappointment. And so I have to own up to that and then go forth and extend my sorry, extend forgiveness, ask for forgiveness. I mean, we've done a number of shows recently on forgiveness. And what does that look like? Well, and I want us to all be aware that we can be super, super short-sighted as married folks, right? We, we think that we're just saying no to, to what, what the question is or what the proposition is in the moment, mm. right? Like I don't want to have sex right now, or I, I don't want to entertain that idea, or I don't want to go to your parents, whatever it is. We think about just the immediacy. Yeah. Cause of- we're, cause we're in the moment we're, we're, we're charged. It's, it's something's going on. Maybe something didn't go right at work. We, we step into the door. We're charged. We're, we're, we're frustrated. Maybe we're just a little like, Hey, I need a, I need a, just a little quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to get, I need to gather my thoughts. I have, I've had enough people, you know, on me today. So we are in the moment. Unfortunately, though, the the person on the receiving end of that rejection isn't just living in the moment. Mm -hmm. They're stitching all of these experiences together to create a narrative about what's going on in the marriage. So that means that that your spouse, when you're rejecting them, or maybe you've been on the rejected side, you, you feel unseen or unvalued or unworthy. I will tell you that when Tony is short with me, I, it like totally shuts me down. I'm like, why does, why does my opinion not carry the same weight that yours does? Right? Why can't I have you know a say in this thing? Mm-hmm. There have been times when I've said that. Yeah, totally have. And, and there have been times when I've completely shut down. I'm like, fine. You don't want to hear what I have to say? Here comes the silent treatment, because it, it hurts so much that that rejection it erodes the self esteem, it erodes self confidence, it puts us in a place where you know, for many of us, we want to avoid our spouses. That's that whole walking on eggshells thing. We're like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm just going to keep my distance from you. I'm going to choose to disconnect. I'm going to disengage from this relationship because if I'm not valued or seen by you, then I'm not going to participate with you. Right. It's like your spouse going up to the bedroom and they're, they're laying down and you're totally fine just sleeping on the couch that night. Mm-hmm. And the, the challenge with rejection, like I said, it, it becomes that wall, right? If we're thinking of all of those op- opportunities to either engage or disengage and, and all of those places where we choose to reject just becomes that wall mm-hmm. that gets higher and higher, the, that cycle starts to get stronger. And it's not just in the moment. It's not just about, you know, one time about sex or one time about a conversation or, or time spent together. It, it becomes this, this thing, this monster that actually starts to impact all areas of marriage. Because where there's hurt in one area, it starts to spill over into, into all areas. And, right, oh, sure. and, and it becomes this, 
you know, as one person said in the comments, um, just as we were preparing for the show, that it can go so far as to lead to the death of a marriage, right? Divorce has come as a result of repeated rejection because people, they don't want to be hurt Mm -hmm. over and over again. They want to be seen and they want to be valued. And I want to be real clear here. And maybe we should have said this at the beginning, but, but it needs to be said that we're not telling you that you have to say yes or agree with everything that your spouse proposes, suggests, or wants you to do. That this is not just to turn you all into yes men and yes women, mm-hmm. because that, 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 would be, that would be a ridiculous marriage as it is. But it's to look at what, are, what is the dynamic in your relationship. And if you're wanting to say no, if you're finding yourself repeatedly saying no, or being on the receiving end of that, then what needs to shift in your marriage? Because either one of those, when there's a cycle of rejection, there's got to be an awareness yeah. that we've got to work through. We can't keep this cycle going because the cycle leads to death. Mm-hmm. We, we've got to reverse engineer it because your marriage, and I know you've heard me say this before. I know you've heard Tony say this before. Your marriage will only be as healthy as the two of you are individually healthy. That's right. So it's it's big. And, and here's something I want to say too. And and, and me even sharing our anniversary, our 23rd anniversary, it, it's a number. I, I've met many of folks who've been married longer than us that are much more unhappy than us. To me, rejection is one of those things mm-hmm. that when we get rid of it, that number means a ton because we're living our lives to the fullest. We're living our marriages to the fullest. I, I don't want any of you to go into your marriage just like, Oh yes, we've been married fifty years, and oh, we we just endured each other and this and the other. Th- th- why? Like, let's work on this. Let's figure out where it's coming from. Let's figure out what we can do so that you guys can have the marriage that you truly desire. Mm-hmm. Is rejection going to be gone forever and ever in your marriage? Probably not. It still happens with Elisa and I, and we talk about this on a daily basis. Emotions come up, feelings get hurt, walls go up, and yet you can still have an extraordinary marriage, even if it may happen here and there. Absolutely. And, and that's what we want to, that's what we want to equip you with how to break this cycle of rejection in your marriage. But first we want to thank this week's sponsor and that's Bolster Sleep Company. And Bolster Sleep Company is a company that is dedicated to helping you sleep well so that you can live your life and your marriage that's right. more fully. Bolster believes that when people are rested, they can invest in what they're passionate about, whether that be family, community, or something else. Bolster's premium hybrid mattresses combine real springs with a mid-layer of cooling foam for a much cooler sleeping experience. And that's a game changer. It truly is. This bed has, like, I never thought I would say the words, a bed has changed my marriage, but it truly has. Because, like, we don't feel each other move or shift during the night, and sleeping cooler even though I tend to be on the, like I tend to get cold, having that cooler layer actually does help me to sleep better. Yeah. And it allows us to cuddle more. Well, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Made and manufactured in the USA with eco-friendly materials. Delivery is free and Bolster has a 100-day in-home trial. So go to bolstersleep.com slash one to receive 10% off your entire purchase. Don't waste another night tossing and turning or sweating on opposite sides of the bed, waking up every time that your spouse moves. Right now, go to bolstersleep.com slash one and get your 10% off. Your body and your marriage will thank you. That's right. So you've got this cycle 
of rejection going on in your marriage, or maybe it's happened just a few times. Maybe you wouldn't call it a cycle. I'm going to tell you if you, if you can think of like one or two times, you probably have some cycles going on. You may not want to use that language, but it's probably there. Mm -hmm. So let's just call it what it is, right? Uh, first of all, you got to own it. You got to own it. Go on a walk and talk, head to the park, sit under the stars, get out of the house. Like if you guys are going to have a conversation about rejection and what it's looked like in your marriage, get out of your house. Get moving. Get moving. And, and here's why. And we've shared this around the walk and talk before or walks and, and that type of thing is your house, especially if there's been you know pain or rejection and things like that, has there, there's been emotional energy attached to those circumstances. And that energy is in your house. Uh, all of that is just sort of like it's there. You, you walk into a room and you see it. You walk somewhere else and you feel it. So by getting yourself out of the house, you're in a new environment. Mm -hmm. You also don't have the same distractions it's true. when you're out and about right? Oh, let me just hop up and do the laundry. Or I just heard the dishwasher end or, or whatever it is. Oh, I got to make dinner. No, if you're out somewhere being intentional about the conversation, then you can just focus on the conversation. You may need to put your phone on do not disturb, or you may need to leave your home, your phone at home. So that way that isn't a distraction as well. You know, you, you got to own this folks. And I will say, this is where Alisa and I and others in the one family have been able to overcome this fast. It is rejection may happen and yet we are we are quicker to forgive mm -hmm. and to forget and to move on. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we're not stewing in past rejection that happened five years ago or five months ago or five days ago because we've owned it mm -hmm. and we've said, yep, this is what's happened. Please forgive me. Let's discuss it. And let's move on. And we do not bring it back up. It does not come back up. Absolutely. And that's, that's a key aspect of this because it, it involves the active listening mm -hmm. of what your spouse is saying, whether you're the one that's been rejected or you've felt the pain of, or, you know, whether you're the one that's done the rejecting or you've been on the receiving end of the rejecting, there has to be this place of listening. Like Tony said early in the show, listening to understand, mm -hmm. not, not to come with your rebuttal, not to come with your defense, not to come with, well, you don't understand. Just please listen to me. This is what I need to share with you. Come with solutions. And can I just say, yeah, in that world, it is tough. And yet that's where you grow mm -hmm. to be able to sit there and have to listen. And, and I've had to be there where Lisa will say, this is it. This is where you've hurt me and to just sit there and take it and, and go, you're right. And not try to rebuke her or have a rebuttal. Well, this and this and that and bop, bop, bop. I've been there before. And I've learned again for us to get to a place of health after rejection, especially if I have done it, I have to be able to go. I receive that. Mm -hmm. I have done that. I offer my forgiveness. I offer my sorry hug, a kiss, and we're walking and we're just going, that's it. It's done mm -hmm. and we're leaving it. it it's, I, I understand sometimes our ego gets in the way. Our pride gets in the way. Oh, well, you this. And sometimes we got we to gotta lay that at, at the door and just go, is it worth it? Is, is my ego and my pride worth carrying? And is it more important than my marriage? Because mm -hmm. we're going to choose one or the other. And there are times when pride and ego will win out. And there are times when your marriage, I hopefully more times than not, your marriage will win out. Absolutely. And, and you bring up a good point. I, I do want to get to the come with solutions and not complaints, mm -hmm. but in doing that first, you need to seek healing and not stuffing. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of times when the rejection cycle starts going, it's because all we're doing is stuffing the stuff and, and we, we keep putting it down deeper inside of us. And we're like, oh, that hurt and that hurt and that hurt and then that hurt. And then we get into conflict with our spouses and we're like, okay, this is a good time because we're already irritated, agitated, and triggered. Let me just dump on you all of the hurts that you have given me for the last, I don't know. I mean, we're going on, we just hit 23 years. I could give Tony 23 years of hurts Hmm. and just be like, here, you deal with it because this is what I've been dealing with. You have to equip yourselves or get help to equip yourselves to be able to release the pain. To, to step into your healing. You were not designed to do marriage under the weight of pain, right? Where everything is, is hurtful. And so there has to be a place of saying, you know what? We're stuck. We've been in this cycle for a really long time. And that's not what an extraordinary, an extraordinary marriage is not about being stuck in negative cycles. Right. You, you, you can't do both. You can't be extraordinary and be stuck. It, it just doesn't work. So you have to be in this place of saying, you know what? Maybe we need help. Maybe we've tried to do this by ourselves for too long and we're not being successful. And so if that's coaching, go get coaching. If you want to coach with me, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching and get started. You'd be surprised at what happens, whether it's with me or with somebody else. When you get into that place where you say, you know what, I'm going to be accountable to you. I actually had a wife say this to me yesterday. She was like, there is such freedom in writing you the email before our sessions about what I want to talk about or what we've been through. Hmm. because the accountability of talking to someone outside of our marriage actually allows us to process what's happening inside our marriage. And, and I just want to say some of the stuffing may not be from your marriage as well. You, you may be harboring grief from the loss of a parent, a child, a friend. You may be harboring um, hurts from a loss of a job, from being fired, from being hurt offended at church maybe these these pains come in many different places and where we go there we are mm. and so being in our marriage those pains still come up come with us so get help get release Re- release that stuff because you're it's not doing you any good and it's not allowing you to live your life to the fullest and that's why you you know You've got to look at what are the solutions right? instead of just adding complaints to your marriage, to your life, because it's easy to be a complainer. It, I mean, spend any time on social media and you'll see how easy it is to be a complainer. Mm. The, the really extraordinary people, the really extraordinary couples look for solutions. They, they, they drop down the complaints and say, how do I solve this challenge? Because I don't want to keep talking about all the crap. I want to have breakthrough. I want to be an overcomer. I want to say, you know what? This was part of our story, but it isn't part of our future. Like Tony said, we still have circumstances where we reject one another. It happens. We're human. And we will never get behind these microphones and tell you that we're perfect. What we have figured out is how to talk to one another. How to say, you know what? We need to have a conversation. Something's well, not I, right. And I, and I would even say we have understood that we're on the same team. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the, the, those words can happen. And just like on a team where words are, where words are hurting and they, they may come out, 
we're on the same team together. And we did we did an episode recently, 506 Marriage is a Team Sport, that I'll link to here because I think that really just encapsulates everything we've been talking about here as well. And so as you go out this week and you're looking at this, maybe you've been rejected. Maybe you've been the one rejecting your spouse. Think about this. Think about it. What's, what's it doing to you and to your marriage? And is it worth it? Because I would think more times than not, it's not worth it. And so what are you guys going to do together so it doesn't happen, both inside the bedroom and outside the bedroom? Because once you do, I'm telling you, that's where the extraordinary marriages go. Man, they, they, just, they, they just go. They skyrocket because this isn't a part of your marriage anymore. It's like, what are we doing? So that way we can be a team together so we can have the marriage we both desire. We love you guys. We're excited. We're excited because even for us, we learn every time we get behind these microphones and what can we do so we're not rejecting one another in our marriage. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.